What would it take? And I really want you to think about this one today. What would it take to get you excited about the baseball season to come? What would it take that would make you go, okay, now I'm into this. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. I'm going to take at least some of you back a few years to a time when the Pirates acquired Adam LaRoche from the Atlanta Braves. This was, if you'll recall, a pretty big deal. There were people showing up at the convention center for Pirates Fest because it happened right before that, which I'm still not convinced was accidental, who were just so stoked. This was going to be Lefty McThump, as my friend Brian O'Neill from the from the Post-Gazette wrote at the time. This was going to be the guy who, like Brian Giles, profiled perfectly with PNC Park. And his 25 home runs and 80 RBIs that he had in Atlanta were going to magically transform into 40 home runs and 100-plus RBIs in Pittsburgh. And everyone was just so into it because of one acquisition. One. And I remember thinking every year after that, who would be that guy? Who would be that player? Or might it be something else that occurs that would get everyone super stoked? Now, look, let's get out of the way the easy one. Bob Nutting's not going to sell. All right? We could do this on every episode, and I'm not going to today. So setting that off to the side here, what would be the one thing that would get you going? Would it be a first baseman? Would it be, you know, not Adam LaRoche, obviously. Roche's in uh, blissful retirement right now, probably sitting up in some um, hunting. What do they call those things? Little houses that he used to sit in when he was hunting. Anyway, it's not going to be him. It's going to be someone who's, I don't know, who would get you stoked? Would it be Josh Bell or would you say, hey, already seen him. Uh, we saw the second half that he had in San Diego after the trade from Washington. Nah, not him. Would it have to be someone who just happens to cost a lot of money? Because that would convince you, maybe, or at least push you toward the direction that they're finally getting serious about a season and that I'm, in fact, wrong in reporting that they're going to punt next year, which they are. Would that be it? How about pitching? How about if they brought Jose Quintana back? Would you care? Because you didn't care. None of us did. I didn't. The first time they brought him in, would that be enough to get you to say, wow, yeah, this is it? Because if you put him out there with Ruanzi Contreras and that version of Mitch Keller that we just saw and Luis Ortiz, Johan Oviedo, these guys, now you have yourself a real live rotation, would that do it? Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Catcher? No, catcher's not going to do anything because you know that Andy Rodriguez and or Henry Davis are going to hold that down soon enough one way or the other. So what is it? What would there be? This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and 
you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. You know what would do it for me? Other than, you know, sale of the team and all that other stuff. What would do it for me is a necessary combination of everything I just mentioned, plus one very non-Pirates-like move. Something that happens that convinces you that it's not just words, that there's something being put behind it. I'll give you an example here. Let's say they look at their corner outfielders. And let's say that they don't even presume that Jack Sawinski is going to be the guy. Like they have to cover themselves in the event that Sawinski, you know, bats 190 and whatever and gets sent back down. If they went and spent, and here I go again with the spending, in supporting Brian Reynolds in the outfield, I could live with pretty much everything else. In other words, go get yourself just an ordinary first baseman, or someone who could hold down DH, which, by the way, is now a position and nobody ever really talks about it. And then from there, make sure you have a stopgap catcher. Make sure that you add not just Jose Quintana. And I'm making it sound like Jose is going to come cheap because he won't. Guy just had a really, really good year. Patch together the usual handful of relievers. The nice part about the bullpen is that you don't have to spend money out there because you already have the two hardest parts to get, which is setup and closer. That being Gary De Los Santos and David Bednar, presuming one or both happen to come through, that'd be just fine. But one surprise, one just totally out of nowhere where you go, whoa, hang on a second. They got who? They did what? And maybe he's the DH. Maybe he is the DH. Maybe that's where you go to spend your money and and wow everyone. And you don't do it for the sake of wowing. I say this all the time. You don't make splashes in the offseason if you're the Pirates for the sake of impressing everyone at the convention center. You do it because it's the right thing to do to compete in 2023. At least that's what I think or I thought before I just wasted seven minutes of everybody's time with this segment. When we come back, J1Q. from Josh Karadima, who brings up Brian Hayes falling short of the National League Gold Glove Award yesterday and asking, how can anyone defend giving the award to Nolan Arenado? Did he have a great year? Yes. Did Key have an even better year? Yes. All of the statistics back that up. But the best player wasn't chosen. The guy in St. Louis won the award because he plays for St. Louis, where Rawlings' HQ is. And if Key was in St. Louis, he would have won. You know, Josh, I'm not going to go there. I I don't think it's about the Cardinals. I don't think it's about Rawlings being headquartered near Bush Stadium, though it is. 
this is a case of the gold glove being selected by it's a lot of different people, but it does involve the National League managers. And it's a reputation award. Most defensive awards in all sports tend to be reputation awards because we don't focus as much on defense. Uh, it's not as big or glamorous a part of the game, although we do seem to enjoy the highlights of those more than any others. It's it's not an ideal situation for Key to be on a team that loses 100 games in back-to-back years. And would people notice more what he does in general if he was on the Cardinals instead of the Pirates? Yes. But to me, the way defensive awards work is you build up the reputation and then somebody has to come along and dethrone you. And I mean actively dethrone you. They've got to have a great year. If that's unfair to guys who are not great offensive players, you know, so be it. Arenado's reputation was not forged in St. Louis. It was forged in Denver. He carried it over and he's gotten more attention since he's been there, but he's been winning gold gloves for a while now. And he's going to continue doing that until Key dethrones him. Look, one thing about key stats, and I know the ones that you're referring to, particularly defensive runs saved, in which he was the best in baseball. However, however, he also committed errors. And I know those have become devalued in advanced analytics, but he committed them. And you're going to run into people who vote based pretty much just on looking at the stack of errors, you know? Uh, you can't change that. That's why it's a vote. That's why there's a selection process. Uh, I would be more interested to see how Key ends up doing in some of the more advanced measures. I think you're going to see him get recognized by entities like the Fielding Bible and other ones that I'm not going to bore you with. But when it comes to the gold glove, it's still pretty much an old school award. And it went to the guy who owns it until someone takes it away from him. Maybe Key will do that in 2023. He can be better defensively than he was. That's not a criticism. It's, I think it's just a fact. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Mm-hmm.